0: Hey, Go-Getters, I believe you must go after your divine purpose and live in your truth. You must be ready to achieve your goals if you're listening to this podcast. I'm Rev Reb a Gold Digger coach. It's not about wanting more. It's about getting your piece of the pie and enjoying it. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical Gold Diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself and remember a better you makes a better world so tonight we're going to be talking about goals because that's what we're talking about but now we're talking about those those dream goals you know um some of us are are going up, right? But I'm always at the mindset that you really got to start up there, and then you know, um, then work your way there. But you have to start up there with the dream, you know, and and have it starting here when you start saying, "Wow, can you imagine?" And I think Kirk Franklin uh, said it well: "Imagine me." I used to love that song, "Imagine Me," and and that is so true when you start um, believing in your own dreams, right? And many of us have had many kind of dreams, you know? And a lot of these dreams come out of our own gifts and talents, right? And then life gets in the way and we just start doing what we have to do. Not what we want to do, but what we have to do. And, um, but our goal is to, Get on track with those goals, you know, doing what you want to do and using your gifts and talents and knowing that God has called you and has endowed you with special abilities um, does nothing more but fulfill you to know that now you are operating in your purpose. You are operating in what God would have you to do and you and and it does so much you know it it relieves a lot of stress you know and um and and we're so stressed out by so many different things you know and we have uh, many goals going on at one time you know we're trying to work on our health we're trying to work on our relationships and nurture our relationships because it's so important to nurture relationships and And it's, and then we're working on our career businesses, you know, or, you know, certainly, um, um, so we're working on our health uh, relationship, our businesses, and even our spirituality, right? Because our relationship is so important that we stay in, in close contact with the Lord, right? That's so important that we stay in close contact and and just feel if it's right or if it's wrong, if it's right or if it's wrong. So our topic tonight is definitely going to be on our dream goals. So I want you to start thinking about what is that dream goal? And if money was no object, education, nothing, no prereqs that you could just go out and do that dream goal what would that look like you know or maybe some of you have already achieved some of these dream goals and and may want to share how that felt when you achieved a dream goal and now your host goal and and you can share that inspiration and be so proud of yourself maybe you haven't had a chance to be proud of yourself because that's important too because that's only going to build that confidence, that self-assurance that, hey, if I did that, then I, I can go over here and and do this, you know, because you've learned something. And now you are stronger you to go out to do what you have to do. You know, I remember, um, you know, just to use my testimony, you know, when I got um, the calling or the fire from the Lord and, And I was just sold out for Jesus. I was just doing whatever was asked of me, you know, it was asked of me to start a a youth ministry and and I was just doing everything, the missionaries, the youth, the choir, and I was just growing in the Lord and this was a beautiful time in my life, you know, and then I was getting other calls from the Lord to go out and, 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 and preach this gospel and let people know about Jesus. And then I, and then that's when I was like, wait, 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 (laughs) wait, 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 you know, then it seemed like I had confidence doing those other things, but I really needed to have faith to do what God was asking me to do because I did not really have that confidence that what I can really, you know, have this call. But I always felt like if God believed in me, it's already done and I just have to just go through the ropes I'm going out in uncharted territory just imagine me putting on some ice skates and going out on the ice for the first time and that is what ministry uh preaching was about for me you know because I was under a tutelage of a Of a great orator. I mean, he was just a great preacher. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be preaching like that. And, and I had to build up the confidence. So as I started going through the, the, the ropes there and, and going through the school and, and all that kind of stuff, because school was never my thing. Okay. I, I was more on doing a whole lot of other things. I was never really focused. But when I started enjoying the Bible, I couldn't wait to go to seminary. And and when I got in seminary, who do you think was was at the top of the class? Because I was doing something that I wanted to do and God was giving me this understanding and I was just absorbing it. And I loved it. I did it for two years. And there's a group of people that we we were in this thing for two years and we're still all connected. And it was a beautiful time, you know, and then, you know, I, I, as I was going through things just started happening that were kind of discouraging me, you know, women in ministry, that was like, you know, when you started to go up through the ranks and have the right credentials, but you know, it was like a man's world. And I started feeling like, wait a minute, what's going on? The boat was kind of rocking, but I kept saying, I'm going to stay focused. God wouldn't bring me this way. And I have it figured out. The problem is I don't have it figured out and I have to not get frustrated. I just have to keep going. And, um, and I did, you know, um, there were so many women that were like, Oh, they're not going to ever ordain you. Oh, they're not going to do this. Oh, they're not going to do that. And these will cause people that had seen so much and were really telling me this would never happen. And then I was just staying focused. You know, I'm not really into all the politics and stuff. I really want to learn how to do this right and enjoy doing it. And um, so I I, I, I had to grow. I had to let those naysayers say whatever they wanted to say, and if they had a bad experience, I wasn't going to let it be my experience. Now, when I talk to ladies that know they have a call in their life, I tell them you better go on out there and do it. We live in a world where there there are no boundaries. You can preach from anywhere you want. Okay, there are there's no limitations anymore. God has made it where you can preach from. Anywhere, <laughs> And the world could hear this message. And, and I'm just so excited about it. And if you're not able to do it in somebody's denomination, then get out that denomination and do whatever you have to do, you know. And, and if you can't move, pray to God, what am I to do, you know. And he will certainly open doors for you that no man can close. And that's the beauty of it all. And the reason why I share that story is because there's so many people that when you have these dreams, these beautiful dreams that you know you could do it, but there's so many people that just, you like, I would never tell that person. And you know, there's some people that you could never tell what you're doing because they're not going to see it. But see, God gave it to you to see it. God put it in in, in in you to go and do it. And if they don't see it, that's fine. You know, that's why I just I love my spiritual leaders. I love to be able to go to people that are not going to sit there and be judgmental or anything. They, they, they're gonna listen and 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 feel, you know, the spirit. If this is, you know, if their spirit bear witness and all that kind of stuff. So it's very important that you have those type of people around you that can pray for you. When you get in that, when that boat starts doing that, you you have to call some folk up and say, I need you to pray. Okay, I need you to pray because I'm about to get tossed out the boat. You know, and I don't know what's going to do. It's going to be my attitude. It's going to be my mouth. Something's going to get me tossed out of this boat. And I need you to pray to keep me settled and and to keep me focused on the goal at hand. And for ministry, of course, is, is tell the world Uh, about Jesus and I always used to say I'm a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody named Jesus and and that's really my story and I love to do it so don't be discouraged you know and 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 whatever you're doing because you can do it I kept saying oh there's no way I could pass um the ordination test which was like crazy for me it was it was really the hardest thing that I ever did. I had to really think about, it. was it statistics or was that ordination? You know, and I'm, I'm telling you, it was ordination. They made us remember everything. There was two other ladies being ordained with me at the same time, it was three of us. And um, and one of them already had their doctorate. Um, one of them was already a seasoned, preacher and was really just getting her credentials to do chaplain in a New York state prison. And then it was little old me. And I'm telling you, the whole board, of course, was men, (laughs) it was all men, and it was rough. It was so rough. My only salvation during that time was my father in the ministry that was there. And he was pretty much pushing them back when those men were like drilling us real bad. It was just like, oh my God. But when I tell you, we had to remember all the articles of faith verbatim. We just, I mean, they just put us through so much. But you know what? God got me through it. You know, I just remember at first, I was so stressed out. You know, you had three months to study, and I was so stressed out. And then when I got there that day, there was just like a sense of, That was going to happen. It's going to happen. If God's going to allow me to remember, I'm going to remember. But I know that I've studied. And I just had to put it in God's hands. And of of course, he he prevailed. I I, I did get ordained or whatever. But these were far-fetched things at the time that I was doing it for women in ministry. And I had a lot of women discouraging me. Excuse me more women than men discouraging me because of what the women had endured in in this particular um conference that I was in so I say all that to say to give some encouragement to anyone that that's really embarking on something that it's definitely something new and you know is going to require hard work. And uh, so I'm gonna stop there. I have some questions tonight about confidence versus faith. And my first question to you ladies, while you're thinking of your goal, right? You may wanna start out maybe what the goal is or you don't wanna share the goal, that's fine. But is it your confidence Or is it a lack of faith? Or is your faith greater than your confidence? But is there something there that you need to work on? Anybody? Is it your confidence? Is it your faith? Which one of those? We know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Because we could believe, right? But not have the confidence, right? So, I'm going to ask anyone to share in in those areas on
1: on their dream journey. This is Lisa. One of the things that I'm, I'll say, is one of my natural gifts is just observation. And we've talked, you know, on other uh, sessions about you know my ability to review and edit things and mm-hmm. just the spot. Um, mistakes that check can't um, find or, you know, just just observation in general is just a, a natural gift right. that I have. One of my dream opportunities would be if I could be a continuation editor. You know, I watch TV and I watch movies and one minute the girl has the earring on and the next minute the earring's off. One minute the hair is wet, the next minute <laughs> the hair is dry and then the hair is wet again. The curtains are at the window, then the curtains are down, and the curtains are back up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody is really messed Like, how hard is it to, like, take a picture in the digital world of the set and the people when you stop filming in the midstream and then pull those pictures back up and make sure everything is exactly right the next day or a week later or whenever it is? Like, somebody is, I know, getting paid to do that. And I need <laughs> people getting paid to do that because... and my my brother's in the industry, and he did share with me that sometimes they realize the mistake, but that take was so good and they had already done it before they realized it, that they go ahead and use the, you know, the take with the mistakes in it, instead of redoing it. Mm. And I'm like, bad decision. Because people (laughs) notice, and it affects me, like it, it, it disturbs my brain while I'm watching something. I don't care if it's a soap opera, a TV show, a movie, um, you you know, will catch it. Yeah, we were in a theater on a premiere um, in uh-huh. Atlantic Station. And the director happened to be in the theater with us for a premiere preview mm-hmm. uh, previewing And I won't say his name, or the movie. But there was a huge flaw at the end. And he came wow. out and talked to us. And we're like, oh, somebody's like, why did you do that? Did you not Mm -hmm. think we were going to (laughs) notice he's like i really hoped i could just slide it in there because i changed my mind and how i wanted to look he's like no we noticed we noticed we pay attention don't do that again he's like no take it you know Mm -hmm. but anyway you know so i have no clue no idea how to begin how to you know look for a role like that um intern for one volunteer you know just to get some uh experience under my belt I did kind of google search it a couple of times and I found jobs but it said you know five years experience three years experience and I'm like I have none except that I just know I'm naturally good at it you know so um but then I never give up ah. on it it stays in the back of my head and eventually you know I'll get there that's one of those things that I feel like I just need to pull the trigger on and really take What's it. What's the listen. name of that title? What is it? I, th- I believe it's Continuation Editor.
0: Continuation Editor.
1: Continuation Bequ-
0: Editor. I'm going to tell you. Sitting on set that is somebody's job because we we've shot a one day scene in 3 days, right? And they, we have to come they have to take pictures of us before when we're there and when we leave. And then come back on set and then line up the same way to make sure that person's looking at those pictures to make sure we have on every detail in our wardrobe, our hair, everything has to be completely to, you know, the same. But that's just a wardrobe wardrobe person. But there is somebody that is paying attention to that because they'll do something and say, no, that person is missing something. The wardrobe forgot it. But they picked it up and they have right. to back over there and give it to that person. So I'm going to tell you right. this way, I believe for you to just jump into that industry just like that is, is to go sit on set and meet those people. Okay. Go sit on set and meet those people because I'm still plugged in. I still get um, calls to go on all these sets right here in Atlanta because that's when I was doing it. I never, you know, I never, still you know, I'm still plugged in. They still have my information. Right, say, so
1: like sign up to be an extra so that I would just be there to, to observe and meet it. meet those
0: people because that's where you meet the people because what happens is there's so much downtime. There's so much downtime to shoot one 10-minute scene. So much downtime. And then you're sitting there and then on lunch when you break out, once you've ID'd that person, you could easily go and, and mention what you do and they're always looking to fulfill a crew, you know. And from here, it's very, it's, it's like, like high turnover on these things. And you'll never know who you can meet just on set. And a lot of the extras are the production people. You know, I find myself sitting next to lawyers. I found myself like, you know, it was downtime and you just start talking to people and you're like, oh, wow. You know, and they'll tell you who they are. You're like, oh, okay. Their names are in the credit as some area, but they just needed to full see scene. So they're like, come to work tomorrow, dress like this. And then they'll, you know, so it's a really uh, good
1: network sitting on set because you get to meet a lot of people. Right. So well, thing. Great so- advice, thank you very much. I don't even know if it's a lucrative position. I don't even know if they get paid well. I just believe that if you do what you're naturally gifted at, you don't have to worry about the money, the money will follow you. Right, that, you know. right. And so, there's a so- lot
0: of new producers, um, uh, what you call people out there doing their um, own movies and stuff. You could also find out about them, too, because they have casting calls. You right. know, my first speaking role was from a guy that was doing his own production. He had been funded and he was doing his own thing. And then I'm telling you, I never even knew that that production even made it. And then someone called It was like, you're on Netflix. <laughs> I was like, what? It made it to Netflix, you know? And it's just amazing how there's a lot of um, entrepreneurs out here in Atlanta that are doing that. A lot of people. And they need people like you, Lisa, because that is a key thing. That is a key thing to keep cutting it seen. And they're looking at it to make sure before they keep it, if it's the same thing, if it's flowing right, you know, and I'm telling you, it's, it's rough work. You got to have a lot of patience. And I realized that I didn't have a lot of patience because I'd be like, oh my God, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. We're doing the same thing over and over again to get it right. And sometimes it's it's not us, it's the actors not remembering their lines. (laughs) So the scenes, they have to say the same lines again the same way and roll into it. And that's what it is. Sometimes they just, it just can't remember the line. So I know it's not easy because it's not even like the lines are somewhere. No, they really have to remember those lines. And that's a lot of it's it's hard work. But anyway, I'm excited for you. I didn't realize that that was a thing. Can't you imagine you becoming an, an LLC and that's what you do specifically? This is this is your um
1: your one thing that you do,
0: you know. Well
1: well and- right yeah and, and my other skill set being project management lends itself to that too because yes. it shouldn't be rocket science to make sure everybody has what they need because you give them a little bucket to strip and put everything in here this is your bucket when you come back tomorrow this is what you need to do here's your picture <laughs> if you don't exactly. look like this don't come out you know exactly and then as far and as maybe their that, budget Right, go ahead. Yeah. I said like, people shouldn't be messing with the set. They shouldn't be taking stuff off the windows. And, you know, I mean, the set just needs to be left alone. Don't even come in here. Don't sit a cut down. The, I mean, I've seen that you could tell that if somebody's in the production, like they right. sat a water bottle down or something, you know what I mean? Then all of a sudden it's moving. And, it, and it's like, come on, you know, yeah. the set should be clean and clear. Again, that's project management that, you know, you dot the I's and cross the T's and everybody has a role and everybody needs to. Do what they're supposed to do, and then you would never have a problem. But if it's just kind of you know, wild, wild west, everybody's doing whatever they want, <laughs> then you know it doesn't work. So, yeah, I would right right the
0: market is hey, wide open for that. I'm I love you. They, I just wanted to ch- so much, there's so much production going on. They, they don't, there's not enough people to go around with these productions. I'm telling you. So I think what you're talking about is, is a viable business and it sounds like it, be, it could be a company and someone would hire you just to, to come and, and do that. And you would train people just to do that so these productions can look smooth, you know? And this would be your charge and they would have to put that in the budget before they even start production. I'm so excited for you. I'm like, that. this is doable. That's all I'm saying. this is doable, yeah so Elise, I wanted to chime in. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's something called the American Black Film Festival that happens oh, yes. every year in Miami, and that is where a lot of producers and directors and actors and actresses are, and they are looking for volunteers this year um. And I saw the application on, I think it was on Instagram like one day last week and the application deadline is on the uh, 15th of this month of February. And so they're Uh looking for volunteers of all levels doing all sorts of things. Um, Of course, it's not paid. You'd have to do everything at your own expense, travel to Miami on your own expense, but it's an opportunity to possibly connect outside of
1: Atlanta with some other prominent, you know, producers and directors. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will definitely look into that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome.
0: Hey Radical Gold Diggers, I hope you got a gold nugget out of this podcast to help you nail your goals. Please do me a favor and rate this podcast and write a review. You can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at 2020 Radical gold diggers and share this podcast link with others who are ambitious like yourself. And remember, a better you makes a better world.